I want to speak today a sermon prepared by the Van Pletsen boys, myself and my three boys who are sitting up at the top there watching as there's no one at home to look after them. So they're here. But they helped me prepare this sermon when we went on a hike together. So I had to give them credit. So if you need to, just send them a message. And um, Judah would love that. Um, but I want to speak today about when you lose your way. And um, we go camping. That's what we do as a family. It's the easiest way to keep ourselves sane from staying inside. And uh, we go camping so that waking up in a tent is fun, going to sleep in a tent is fun, and the kids eat and they disappear, and they basically just come back for food. That's how it works. But then I take them for hikes. And so I go hiking with the three boys, and we did a number of hikes this holiday. But something amazing happened this holiday. I know you're going to struggle to believe this, especially you, Gabe. We got lost, not once, not twice, but three times on different hikes. And um, it's an amazing thing. You're a big hiker. I mean, Gabe, you're a big hiker. Hey? <laughs> uh, Fee carries you on the hikes. It's, it's, it's part of it. Anyone else a hiker? It's, it's an amazing thing. Getting lost is many things, but the biggest one is probably this. It's just embarrassing. You've got these three kids looking at you going, Dad, we love you, but it's a thousand degrees. We're very, very thirsty, and we're not keen to be lost right now. And you are there reassuring them, doing exactly what my dad did, which is lying. It's lying because they're saying, Dad, we're lost. I'm not lost. This is the scenic route. And I used to get so irritated every time my dad called it the scenic route because I knew he was lost. And um, so... It's quietness. And then there's Daniel every three minutes. Are we there yet? Um, we're not there yet. We're still on the scenic route. Um, but there are many people in the Bible. Let me just show my new Bible here just because I can. In the Bible who took the scenic route. Jesus' people, the Israelites. God's people, the Israelites. Um, they got lost for 40 years in the scenic route. So what about some mighty men and women of God? Uh, Samson got a little lost on the scenic route called Delilah. Uh, it's a scenic route. The disciples got lost on the scenic route called, we don't know that guy until he came back. And then they knew him again. They took the scenic route. And you know, the challenge with a hike is three years ago, I did this one specific hike. And it was just after fires had burned through the Cedarburg Valleys. An amazing thing, it was so easy to see the path. We'd never done it before, but I could see the path so clearly. We stuck to the path. There was no issue in following the path. Now, three years later, the bushes have grown, the rains have come. It's looking beautiful and green. It took us 15 minutes to get lost on a three-hour hike. Why? Because things were better. The, the life had come, and I find often is when things are good, people get lost easier because it's harder to see the clear way. It's harder to see the path. It's harder to see Jesus. And as we navigate, I love this scripture, John 14, verse 6. I use it all the time. Jesus speaking. In the NIV, it says it this way, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except to me. But the message puts it this way. Jesus says, I am the road. I, I am also the truth and also the life. No one gets to the Father apart from me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know, me, know him. You've even seen him. Jesus just goes at the heart of the issue. He says, religion is just knowing the way. It's knowing the path. It's the principles. But, but Christianity, the truth of Christianity is a relationship. It's knowing yeah. Him. Yeah. It's following Him. It's not just saying, that's a Christian principle I'm going to follow. It's following the one who is the essence, the life source, the everything of life, of His ways. And so today I want to ask you a question. Have you lost your way? Maybe you're saying, Mark, but I've been safe for 40 years. Now I'm asking you, have you lost your way? 
Because I want to tell you there's some things I learned about walking. It's easy to get lost. It's easy to get lost. It's not a hard thing to get lost, especially when things are, what do you call it, full of life around you. It's easy to get lost. Secondly, anyone can get lost. The experience, those who've done time, they can get lost. So as we navigate this, you see, because Christians, we use this word lost for people who haven't encountered the love of Jesus and haven't received salvation. We throw that word out like this other group of people. And yet the Bible says there's also believers can get lost. And um, Luke 19 puts it about the lost, those who haven't received salvation. For the Son of Man can seek and save the lost. That's speaking about people who haven't encountered the love of God. But then we see these three parables in Luke 15, the parable of the lost coin, the parable of the lost sheep, the parable of the lost son. See, although the son was lost, he was still the lost son. And although we are loved and sons and daughters of the living God, we can still be lost. We can still lose the, the navigation, the GPS of this Christian life of walking with Jesus. See, the prodigal, even when he took his inheritance early, was he still a son? Yes. Even when he went and was living La Vida Loca in the towns and jolling it up and going big. Some of you don't know that reference because you don't know Ricky Martin, but that's okay. <laughs> but was he still a son? Yes. And when he was there looking at the pig's food going, yo, that looks good. Was he still a son? Yes. And when he was on the road back to his father, was he a son? Yes. He was always a son. He was just lost. So back to my hiking story. Just 15 minutes into a three-hour hike, and you realize you're lost. Can I say this? It sucks. You got your kids looking at you like, Dad, you can't get anything wrong, bro. That's right, you would never get us lost in 40-degree heat. Never. And you know, the, one of the challenges about getting lost it has greater implications than just yourself. For many, getting lost has implications for those around you, those you love. For me, getting lost and that hike had implications for my three little guys who were looking for me to get them home. You were the one, Dad, who woke us up early. You were the one who dragged us away from the Cocoa Pops. You were the one who dragged us in a mountain and said it'll be good for us to go for a hike together. You were the one. See, in 2021, dare I say that, could you be lost? Could you be lost in fear? Nothing makes you lose your bearings more than fear. Could you be lost in frustration, challenges of politics and challenges of decisions? Could be lost in self-reliance and arrogance. I've got this. Just lost. I've got this. And yet you've got nothing. You can control nothing. Can you be lost in noise? thousands of voices shouting, social media and the internet, just lost in noise. Could you be lost in discomfort? Well, we, we love comfort, but when discomfort comes, it rattles out everything. I've got to move. I've got to go. I've got to get out of this. Could we be lost in distraction? Could we be lost in our own effort? And could we be lost in sin? Could you be lost in sin? Now, sure, Mark, the Bible says everyone sins. Yes, that's true. But we're not called to be lost in sin. We're called to be in Jesus, navigating a journey towards becoming more and more like Him. With His grace pouring upon us, we're not called to be lost. So back to our hiking story. What do you do when you get lost? Well, the first is the hardest. Stop and accept you are lost. It's the hardest thing. Boys, we're lost. But Dad, I thought you said you'd been here before. Yeah, but last time it was burned, we could see the path. They don't care about the excuses. They just want the path. 
now we're hacking through bushes. So the second thing you got to do, you got to go back. But we've just come from, then we got to go back. We've got to navigate through some tough terrain and climb over some bushes to get back to the path. Then you get on the path. But you know what you've got to do then? You've got to get hiking. You've got to get walking. You've got to get moving forward to the destination that you're on your way. And so that's a simple analogy from a hike. But what about the lost son and his journey? Can I read it? I, it's Luke 15. We know it so well, but Philip, I love the scripture. See, sometimes the journey takes a little longer than we thought. God's people... Israelites, 40 years. No one's outside of the potential of a lost journey. It says this in Luke 15, verse 11. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to the father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided the property between them. Not long after that, the younger son together got together all he had, set out for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe lamb, a severe lemon. A severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, the father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For the son, the son of mine was dead and is alive again. Was he dead? He wasn't dead, but he's back. He's here. He says he was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate the challenges. We're sometimes in the middle of the pig's pit and we don't think we're dead because we think we're breathing, but we're dead because we're far from the Father. And sometimes we don't think we're lost because we're still walking forward and yet we're walking in a direction that is further and further and further away from the Father. So three simple points. Can you handle three this morning? I know Gabe can only handle three. I knew he was going to be here today. So I just went for three, just three. Point number one, it's a good one. Wake up. It says this in verse 17, when he came to his senses, when he woke up, when he realized, what am I doing here? See, we become so desensitized in our world and there's such a challenge because our world is calling us to be sensitive to the things that the Bible's not always sensitive to. And the Bible calls us to be sensitive to some things that the world's not sensitive to. And the challenges, if we aren't in the Word, we'll call what the Bible calls blatant sin, we'll call legalism. And we'll start slipping and sliding. Why? Because we become desensitized to God, His Word, and His ways. And we're called to become sensitive again. We're called to come to our senses. Yes, our senses, like sight. Come and see what God has done. His awesome deeds for mankind. Psalm 66. You've got to come and see. What about smell? It says, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave Himself up for us as a fragrant aroma and sacrifice to God. Can you smell the fragrant aroma? What about touch? Now he says He wants you to touch the sick. He wants you to lay hands on them and be healed. He says He wants to touch us. What about hearing? What about the whispers and the words He speaks? What about taste? 
Psalm 34, taste and see, taste and see, taste and see that the, my senses are for Him. And when I am come to my senses, I'm coming to Him. My senses are to delight and to feast and to live on the goodness of my God. And to come to my senses like this lost son did is to come back to His presence. See, the challenge is that's got to happen first. I get phone calls, Gabe get phone calls, and I'm sure many others. Hey, Mark, won't you go speak to my son? He's a bit far from God, but I'm sure if you phoned him, I'm sure if you spoke to him, even though you've never met him, you know, he'll just, he'll just come to church and navigate life. And I say, ma'am or sir, with the greatest heart of compassion, I want to tell you, I've done that a hundred times. And it doesn't work. Because they've got to come to their senses first. And God is always reaching out to their senses, but they've got to come to their senses first. Secondly, Simple point, start walking. It says this, I will set out and go back to my father. He's put a plan in place. He put a strategy in place. He says, I will set it. I'll start walking. I'm not going to sit here and wait for daddy to come. Seriously, that's how we think God is. Like, we're just going to walk forward. Then we're going to sit here under a tree like Nacho Libre just over there. And daddy's going to come running. No, this son, this lost son had to start a journey back. You need to start a journey back. If you're disillusioned, if you're in pain, if you're wrapped up in emotions and you can't see your God and your senses are so desensitized to God but sensitized to the world around, I'm telling you, start walking. Start walking. See, he knew the journey would be hard. He didn't know if his father would shun him. He didn't know what his brother would do. He knew that the servants could beat him on arriving back for abusing the privileges of life. And then there were the opinions of everyone in the town. But he started the journey. You've got to start walking. Maybe saying, Mark, but I'm good and my family's good. Are you? Because if the Bible says being far from God, having lost the path, is not being in relation with Jesus, I'm asking, are your senses sensitized to Jesus? It's the only way. It's the only way. Start walking. Was he still full of guilt and shame when he started that journey? Yes, he was. Was he still smelly from the pit of the pigs? He would have stank. But he had to start walking. You've got to start walking. No one else can do it for you. And lastly, show up. I seem to preach this one a lot. Show up in repentance and humility. It says this, he walks up to his father. He says, Father, I have sinned before heaven and you. I have sinned. He takes ownership of his stuff. The greatest disease and sickness in our world and in the church, self-justification. We find ways and means to justify our stuff. And yet the Bible says repentance, the very first step of repentance is owning up to your stuff. And then there's this repentance, this metanoia, this changing our thinking to become aligned with God. Yes, there's remorse and yes, there's regret, but that's just the first step. The more important step is allowing that regret and remorse to turn us 180 degrees, to align our thinking with God, to get back in the ways and start the journey back to the Father. That's repentance, but it starts with showing up, owning your stuff in repentance, in humility before God and getting on the journey. But the best thing, I wish I could, I could preach the scripture for hours. It says this, but while he was still a long way off, understand this, there's some walking to be done from the pigs 
to the Father. Not one step, two steps, not three statements, not a New Year's resolution. There's some walking to be done if you're far from God. There's some walking. But His grace is there for every step. And His arms will be wide open and the rings will be there and the fattened calf is there. Why? Because that's who God is. It's got nothing to do with who you are. It's got nothing to do what pigsty you've been in. It's got nothing to do what your wild living had about. It's got nothing to do with your fears, your distractions. So are you far from the path? I'm like, I know Jesus, I'm here online. It's not about, that's not what I'm asking you. I'm asking, are you far from the path? His calling, His presence. So three simple points this morning. I want to tell you, this is not about more effort. It's about decision making. See, my challenge is people are coming with new decisions in new directions for lives. But if you're making a new direction, but you're already on the wrong path, you're in trouble. You've got to get back to the path. And the only path is Jesus, yeah. is knowing God, is yeah. walking with Him, yeah. is following Him in His dust. As He walks, you like the disciples, walk in His dust, and yeah. His grace lands upon us. Three things. Wake up. Come to your senses. Wrapped up in addiction. Come to your senses. It's killing you. Throwing all your resources and energy into bottomless pits that this world will consume. Wake up. Secondly, start walking. This is not a call to a 21-day fitness challenge, although maybe not a bad idea. This is a call to start walking back to the Father. And lastly, show up in humility and repentance, which is turning back to God. And I love it. The Father says to him, you were always with me and everything I have is yours. You were always with me. See, you're still a son. You're just not found. 2021, there are going to be challenges. I wish I could tell you it's going to be better. I wish I could tell you it's all going to come right. I wish I could tell you my hope is in a vaccine. My hope is in Jesus. So I need to be yeah. found in yeah. Him. Yeah. And the only path yeah. I need to be one is where I'm found in Jesus. And Ephesians tells us, I, for I, chose, I am chosen in Him before the creations of the world. Ephesians 1 verse 7, in Him we have redemption. Ephesians 1 13, I'm included in Christ. Ephesians 2 21, in Him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy priesthood. Will you be found? You lost your way? Will be found in Jesus. Wake up. Start walking. And show up. Can I pray? Is that all right, Gabs? Can I pray for you this morning? Maybe say, Mark, before this preach, I didn't think I was lost, but actually, I'm far. That's okay. We've all been there. I've made so many promises to God. Broken so many promises. I've taken different parts. And yet every time, his grace is greater. Every time, His love is wider. So this morning, will you come to your senses? I'm speaking to you, husband. You've distanced yourself from your wife, your marriage, and your life. You've given your senses to other things. 
I'm speaking to you who've got a rebellious spirit and you're struggling with the authority of the government. You're struggling with any authority and there's a fight in you and you're so sensitized to anyone on Facebook and in the world. You're fighting everyone and saying, your senses, come to your senses. You say, but I've done the journey before now. I just want to say, start walking again. And show up in humility and repentance. God, your grace this morning. Will you close your eyes with me? I'll ask you again. Are you lost? Not salvation. Not about your eternal salvation or destination. I'm talking about now. I'm talking in the midst of the storm as the winds have come. Are your anchors still in the right direction? Is your sail still up catching the winds of the Spirit? Is there still life in your soul because you're walking on the path with Jesus and His Spirit is fueling every step? Come back. Come back. Come back to your senses. Start walking. And come to Him in repentance. And watch His arms reach out. Watch him from a far distance off come running. Maybe it's just apathy that has rented your world and it's apathy about God and it's apathy about his kingdom and it's apathy about his story. I want to tell you, get back on the path today. Jesus, bless your people. Be with your people. Hold your people. Lead your people.